Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. Ah. Roughing, roughing the passer. You just roughed me. You roughed me. You roughed, he roughed me. The sun is roughing me. The air is rough. There's a, there's a spider web. It, I'm, I, feel, I feel threatened. I feel roughed. I feel roughed. And, I, and I'm roughed. The two Ds at the end of roughed. We're here live at the Tech East Tuesday, live at Tech East Fire and Water Restoration in the front room. We can see Central Ave. If you are completely reckless and watching us on whether it be the Tech East Fire and Water Restoration Facebook page, Godzilla's YouTube, or apparently Gaza's Twitter because he's a megalomaniac and he's full of himself. If you're recklessly watching any of those three things live right now and you're driving by, Flip Gaz off. That's what I say. Just no. throw the bird in the air for Gaz. Don't do that. For roughing the passer. F- flip the bird. Just flip it up there. Just do it. And honk your horn. And honk your horn, ah. too. Honk em, honky honks. Honks. My lovely lady lumps. Um, all right. So I'm just, I don't, I'm miserable. What do you mean you're miserable? miserable. The Yankee playoff season starts. The you know New what York- happened? You saw what happened last night. Should we start there? Maybe we should start there. Maybe, a, maybe to put you in a care. better mood. Maybe we start why with the rapid recap. A, why would it? Would, you want to do the rapid recap first? I don't know. Because Not so rapid recap. I want to make sure you, as my partner, my confidant, my co-host, can get over this hump, and it won't affect you for the entire show. That's my hope here. Is if we talk about this now, you will be able to move on from it because it was tough. It was brutal. It wasn't good for your Raiders. We're now one and four. The refs like the, that was. Like there's certain things I can't say, right? Like there's certain I, I'm not allowed to make fun of certain organizations' referees, you know, not allowed to, as a as a, uh, a team owner of the Columbus Lions, as a as a, uh, a a trusted sage advisor of the Albany Empire, still, you know, still an advisor, still here, you know, because Mike Corda can't do anything without me. He's he's realistically just not he's just not capable of of much. Without like people are like, how did Tech East Fire and Water Restoration happen without you? And I'm like, well, obviously his wife Gina is brilliant. Like, you know, obviously. Can he hear you? I don't is care he... if he, he right. probably can't okay. hear. No, he's like half deaf. Oh no, he's you know, he's he's you know he is he is what he is. Um, yeah, I, I just I I those referees were as bad as any referees I've ever seen last night. And and like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend. That that roughing the passer was a good call. It was a terrible call. But as I stated to everyone I know who had bet Kansas City last night, even though I had told them the Raiders would cover and very well could win that game, they still bet it. I said to everybody, I was like, I'm not giving it back. Well, I'll take it. But it was a bad call. But I gotta be honest, I don't think it was the worst call of the freaking game. I think I think calling a defensive holding on a on a on a lineman during a field goal try. Got to be the worst. Got to be the worst call I've ever seen in football. I've never seen that in my life before. You and I were texting during the game too. They showed just one replay from the ESPN side, right. and it was like the outside guy had a shoulder. Pad. Like, God, where does that come? I mean, that is a that is a game changing penalty, and you're exactly <laughs> there. And you never ever never see on a field. <laughs> you know how fast that has to be. One second, ball snapped. So you you throw a flag in one second. Because it's hold, set, go. Yeah, I think um, I think my favorite part of that was like Troy Aikman's getting a, a, a ration of crap today because he said take the dresses off during the uh, you know because of the roughing the passer and everybody lost their mind. Which calm the calm the f down. How many how many NFL players have you seen wear a dress? That's it. it, it it's it's a, 
Like, I'm sorry. What about the Harry Styles and Little Nas X fans that are watching Monday Night Football? I'm relatively sure I could beat those two guys up. And I think Little Nas X would like it. So, like, I just say, like, like, leave it alone. Leave, leave, leave white Jay-Z alone. He just, he was making it. It was, we don't have to make a a major deal about everything. Women are not allowed to play football. That was what the dress comment was. Calm, calm the F down. Just calm, calm your tits. Okay. Calm your tits. And, um, and please cancel me. I'm waiting. Uh, but he was so beat by that point that the, the defensive holding happened. He went, well, yeah, I guess that's the rule. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like one of those things, like, I'm not even going to fight anymore. Like, what am I going to do? Like the, it was like the refs that like got together before that game went, you know what? We're sick and freaking tired of, of uh, not getting the attention we deserve out there. Everybody's talking about the Raiders and the chiefs. Refs are going to win this one, baby. This is the refs game. So that was, that was, that was this. It was really disheartening because they were both, both teams played well enough to win that game. That was a great game that was ruined by the refs. And, uh, and I don't know who would have won it if the refs had stayed the F out of it. You're going to feel like I'm joking with this comment, but I, I'm pretty serious when I ask this question of, is Tua to blame? And what I mean by that is like last Thursday's game where Tua and like Twitter explodes about how the hell did the Dolphins ever let that happen? He's back on the field. And I know a little spoiler alert, Teddy Bridgewater gets taken out of the game for the Dolphins, even though there isn't actual... to say spoiler alert. <laughs> for a game that was two days ago. <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> then he got taken out of the game, even though there's no video of him actually wobbling on the sidelines. mad. About that? Yeah, I hope somebody's oh, mad. Oh, no! How could you I guys? don't get to watch my Dolphins football game until Thursday. I tape it every week, and I watch it on Thursday. Guys, you ruined it. I thought this was a safe place. <laughs> to his tackle. Uh, to, going to, to his the, tackle? Yeah, to his tackle on Derek Carr. That play, and Brady yeah. as well. Like, the pass interference roughing the passer all these different calls you look at but more so roughing the passer that tackle i think it was i think Chris it was bad Jones. it was a bad angle it was oh, a bad, bad angle it was, okay. it was a bad, like, uh, no because i really do because i think if you could have if you if you were in the right place you saw that jones did actually like he at least did the courtesy of putting his arm down whether uh, as he put it i'm 360 325 pounds he lost he lost he lost 35 pounds in three seconds it was pretty amazing (laughs) um you know i i thought it was it he he did what you would want to do you do you want to get the lick in you got he got a good shot in on car which good for him but he did it in such a way that car wasn't hurt and and that's that he should have been left alone but there was that and then there was um there was what was the what was the other there was the call against the raiders that like they had no intention of calling it they all get together and talk for oh intentional grounding. They get together and talk for like five minutes, and then finally he's like, "Yeah, screw it." He throws the flag. It was just like, "Wait, you, no, you can't throw a flag five minutes after it freaking happened." Like you can't. Like it was, it was the, it was the the, the worst. And I just want to be very clear. I won a significant amount of money on the game because I had the Raiders plus seven and a half, <laughs> and I had the over. Okay, so I'm I, so this is not me bitching as as a loser. I won enough money that I don't really care about the actual outcome. I'm sure I don't want the Raiders to be one and four. That sucks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I won enough money that this isn't me being like, oh, no, no. This is me going, this is bullshit because that was a good game. What about Josh McDaniels going for two there? Loved it. Oh, you did love loved it. it. Okay, why loved did you it. like it? Or love it? Because, again, you, the way that game was going at that point and how many times do we have to see Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey and, and the Kansas City Chiefs Go get a go get a score. 
You know what I mean? Like how many times you at least at least by by going up one, you're putting some pressure on them to go get it. They can't just they can't just get a couple first downs uh, and take you to overtime and then whoop your ass on a coin toss. No, I thought it was good. Like him, the Chiefs going for it was stupid. I thought, and I get it. There's a card somewhere that tells you what you're supposed to do. And what the Chiefs going for two was dumb because you went up eight points, which forces the Raiders to get in the end zone twice. You know, but whatever it, it is, that is what it is. But the Raiders going for it with the attempts to you know at least at least force Kansas City to try to get down the field. With that pass rush, which was which was still handling business for the Raiders, I thought that was a smart move. I also loved it. I thought it was great because you had to, you have to force Patrick Mahomes to win the game for you. And yes. I know that sounds pretty simple. Like, yeah, he's the best quarterback in the NFL, guys. But I would rather he go off and try to win the game rather than it being tied and he could sit on a field goal and everything else. I got something you can sit on. For our audio audience, that was one of LeVac's fingers in the air. Yeah. For the Chiefs going for two, here's where the Chiefs didn't benefit from new rules in the NFL because they're using a backup kicker. Butker is hurt. <laughs> so what they would have probably liked to do is be down seven, run a fake extra point, and then get it up nine to make it a two-score game. But because you are going for two and the field goal extra point has moved back, you can't have that same advantage being closer to the end zone. So that kind of served as a... I guess disadvantage for the Chiefs if they really wanted to go for two. Yeah. I also did like the idea of going for two, trying to win the game because it increases your chances to win the game rather than tying the game. And I know the internet freaked out about analytics. Like, oh my God, if NFL coaches knew analytics, they'd jump off a fourth story building because it said it won't hurt that much. I mean, I don't know why that was the most common thing said on Twitter last night about analytics, but some of this stuff, new style of coaching, if you think it gives your team a better chance to win, Unless you're John Harbaugh not kicking with Justin Tucker. He learned from that this week, though. Give your team the best chance to win. And I think the Raiders did that with that call. And Jacobs' knee is what? A yard away? Yeah. I mean, I'm close. Not a bad play call. The play play was. But again, with the way Jacobs had run that previous to that, he. He was running angry. It it was a couple things. I don't know. There's a lot about that game that makes me feel like the Raiders are better than their record. Um, but there's a lot about that game that just disappoints the living daylights out of me. And the majority was it, the refs decided the game. The refs decided how they were going to do it, and, and it was it was over before it began. I love that I found a way to shade myself but not Gaz. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bird. There's going to be a lot of sweat on this head today. You, uh, you, yeah, no. I mean, that's what happened. You want to keep rolling through the rapid recap? I think maybe what we do here is we start with the New York teams and we roll through the NFL week for our takes, the biggest storylines and more. But before we get into the recap, let's talk about our friends over at Mohawk Honda. Mohawk Honda is going to go out of their way to please you as they always do this fall with the weather changing. Ignore that sun. The weather is changing. Even though I'm in shorts, LeVac is in jeans. This wonderful weather gives you the opportunity to go out, get ready for those tailgates, those fall apple picking weekends. Do it right if you're smart and get the bye week. Get it posted right there. Mohawk Honda will help you. LeVac and I will be live from Mohawk Honda on October 27th. And don't forget, Scott Moynihan is back helping you find the vehicle that will help you into the future, into the holiday season and more. The supply chain, we're probably only going to say it a few more times, still in that weird spot. 2023 is on the way, and Mohawk Honda wants to help you find the vehicle. Shout out to everybody from Greg Johnson to Lindsey Heritage, Cam and Brian McKenna, the VIP man Morales, MJ, and more. We love the crew over there. John and Service, love everybody at Mohawk Honda. We will be back there October 27th. Mohawk Honda 
where they always go out of the way to please you. And Andy Gelcher over at Mohawk Chevrolet will be discussing you later as well because I yeah, saw we a certain a, picture a, on social. Well, he and I have a small wager. Oh, I was going to bring that series, up. I was hoping so, you guys were going to wager on some things. Yeah, okay. well, uh, I'll, I'll give you a hint. I'm not going to accept the wager because he's far closer to be able to pay it off than I am. Um, <laughs> all right. Into the into the not-so-rapid recap. Uh, I'm going to take the lead on this week, Levesque. Fine. You don't whatever, mind. Do whatever you want. Giants 27-22 winners over the Green Bay Packers. London, chip, chip, cheerio, fish and chips. Hello. We were live during this game. Uh, anything you noticed while we were drinking Bloody Marys live from the hideaway, which, by the way, we'll be back this Sunday at about Big Blue grabbing this victory oh, over the Cheeseheads. Can't really make any promises. Life is a fleeting experience. It could change on a turn, God. turn of a dime. You know, go full Vince yeah. Scully on me there. Everybody's day to day. Are you listening to day to day? Everybody's day to day. I'm right. I'm worse than day to day. I'm minute to minute right now, really? buddy. Uh, listen, I I love uh, I love watching Aaron Rodgers get pissed off. Uh, I love watching uh, the Giants play well. I, I you know most Giants fans are good people. Most of them, I'm Mike Corda. Um, but most most of them are. Uh, you can't tell Mike and I are having a little bit of a dust up at the moment. Um, a tizzy? A yeah. Donnybrook? No, Donnybrook is an actual physical oh, education. Okay. We can't do that. I don't want to hurt the old guy. Um, so look, here's here's the deal. I, I, it was good for the Giants. I think I think you have to start looking at the Giants and wondering just how good they can really be. I, I think I think Daniel Jones is starting to show NFL caliber play under Brian Dable. I really, really do. Makes you wonder if they had some receivers, what they could do. Makes you wonder if you know, when you see teams start to fall off of this early, like everybody's talking about Christian McCaffrey in Carolina. Well, what about a little DJ Moore in your life? What about throwing some uh, picks their way to get a little DJ Moore in, uh, in in Big Blue? Like, I just, I think they're, they're, they're playing special inspired football right now. And it's fun to watch. I like that DJ Moore trade. It makes a lot of sense. Just Baker Mayfield, Walker, Darnold, whoever's looking his way is just not going to be the target like he has in Carolina. And Matt Rule's no longer there. The Giants, Saquon Barkley, I'll stick by it. He's right there in the conversation for the MVP of the season through four to five weeks. Right there. Like, Saquon's impact for what the Giants have done so far this year. He is one of the most valuable players in the NFL. It's like Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Saquon Barkley are all there in that conversation. As for Green Bay, Minnesota looks to be the best team in the North now. Okay. If Minnesota and Green Bay played each other, I would feel more confident about Minnesota winning that game, even with Dalvin Cook's health feeling like it's bouncing from week to week. I would feel far more confident about the Vikings winning that division this year and potentially being in the play. Yeah, I guess maybe getting that bye for the opening wild card round than I would feel about Green Bay getting it. I just there's no chemistry. The the Packers have the defense looks very good. The offense looks like it just doesn't have the chemistry you'd you'd hope for. And I think everybody's sick and tired of uh, old man Rogers yelling at him. And I think it's starting to show on the field. 38 to 3. Ooh. The final score for the Buffalo Bills Ooh. over the Pittsburgh Steelers. You and I are getting ready to eat at the hideaway. By the time we turned to the television, this game was already over. About 30 minutes in real time in. Buffalo had already been trouncing Pittsburgh. What do we make of this blowout victory from the team from Western New York? I think you're seeing the mean streak that you needed to have to be a champion, which is something that I don't feel like the Bills have ever really, really had, you know, except for that time they beat the Raiders 51-3 in, a, in a, an AFC playoff game, and it, it broke my little heart. But this is a team that if if you – they're going to score on you. They're going to beat you up. Josh Allen is playing inspired football. Gabe Davis is a legit receiver. This is a team – I mean, 
I keep hearing about Christian McCaffrey potentially going to Buffalo in some way, shape, or form. Now everybody's everybody's kind of like picking the the bones, the carcass of the Panthers right now. But at the same time, can you imagine if they had that kind of running back too to go with what they're doing? Bills are the best team in the AFC, potentially the best team in football. And uh, and when they're God help everyone else when they get fully healthy. I'm looking forward to previewing that Chiefs Bills game Sunday from the Hideaway. How great! Of an opportunity that could be for and it's going to be. I feel bad for Kansas City in that game. Whoa! I feel bad. There's an old rule: team, you, you, a team that wins a game they shouldn't win, you bet against them the following week. Kansas City should not have won that game. I'm sorry. Raiders are not nearly as talented as Buffalo. Better pass rush, sure. Okay, fine. Buffalo is going to see that they. Buffalo has has been dying for this game. Dying for this game. The first time ever in Patrick Mahomes' career that he will enter a game as the starting quarterback is an underdog at home. It opened with them as an underdog. It likely will kick off with Kansas City as an underdog. That's also something to factor in if you watch those numbers. Yeah, Buffalo. Uh, lock it in. Already? Buffalo. It's Tuesday. Lock it. Lock it in. Whoa. Lock it. Uh, as for Pittsburgh, man, there's a lot of issues out there. I think the broadcasters were being a little soft on Pittsburgh and they were saying oh Kenny Pickett's playing pretty well he didn't score like Kenny Pickett didn't throw a touchdown what do you mean he's playing well Najee Harris he can't move the wide receivers yeah. are Chase Claypool looks like a different player he's too busy playing on Twitch and whatever else social he's like the new Juju all of a sudden Pittsburgh's <laughs> bad man really bad all of a sudden and a lot of the stuff you said about the Bills I can't disagree with and I will just move on to the next New two York and a half. team you're laying two and a half, oh, it's two and a half. on the Bills okay. right now you're laying, you're laying two and a half points you don't even need a field goal to get the W they're gonna annihilate them jets 40 miami 17 the dolphins wow. had teddy bridgewater he comes out of the game skylar thompson levac is you and i were talking about off the air at the hideaway what was skylar thompson formerly known as uh stripper yes uh, stripper porn star that's when we played the game stripper or porn star he was the number or, one or, winner or third of string game. or third string quarterback <laughs> uh is that is are we almost going to discredit new york because oh miami had a third mm -mm. string quarterback mm -mm. okay no you <laughs> tell me tell me that you look at this jets team top to bottom and you go okay wait you put them up against a second or third string quarterback i'm guaranteeing a victory because i don't see it you still gave up 100-plus yards on the ground to Mostert. You still got a lot of things you got to figure out. There's, it, they're far from perfect right now. Zach Wilson, you, you're seeing the, you know, him get better. They're using him in the appropriate way. Big game Bob Sala and the crew. But those running backs, Brees Hall, Mike Carter, they're exciting. Uh, Garrett Wilson, still, he's still a little dinged up. But he, you got these young players are pretty exciting for the for the New York Jets. And I, I think you – 100% enjoy yourself on this one. The Dolphins are a talented roster top to bottom, but they're not not—they're not as good as they looked. And they're sure as hell not as good as they look without Tua. Jets needed that win. They got it. Good for them. Divisional game. Yeah, obviously the, the play of Bridgewater and Tua Miami would have been in a better spot to win that game. But yeah, we should give the Jets credit. It's not, it wasn't a three-point game or a seven-point game. Right. It was a 20-plus point victory for New York with Zach Wilson playing well. And you mentioned Brees Hall there. It's back to the awards again a quarter way through the season. If someone made the argument that both Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner yeah. are the offensive and defensive rookies of the year, I'm not going to put up Sauce an argument. Gardner. Awesome. You know the best thing about him, though? Like, there's points where you're like, I forget he's out there because whoever the quarterback is forgets that wide receiver's out there. And that's like, that's that's the beginning of good things. The best thing about the Jets did in this one, they, they poured it on. They poured it on them. They, you know, they, you get five, five nothing in the first quarter. 
They both scored two touchdowns in the second. The third quarter, okay, look at you, Dolphins. You got a field goal. You're, you cut into the lead. And then the Jets were just like, screw this, 21 points, three, three touchdowns, fourth quarter. You know, obviously the Dolphins make mistakes in that as well, but just – just pour it on. Just pour it on your rival. There's also that play that Jets fans are enjoying the most. I've seen some Jets fans even make it their profile picture of Quinnen Williams picking up the turnover and stiff-arming Tyreek Hill into the upside-down, basically, into a new dimension. And people said, oh, yeah, remember Tyreek Hill said he just flat-out didn't want to play for the Jets? They got retribution, some payback, some revenge on well, Tyreek Hill. You, you, Tyreek Hill did did tell the truth as to why he didn't want to play for the Jets. State taxes. Yes, there you go. <laughs> there it is. That's, that's, that's <laughs> All right, we move away from the New York teams. Let's talk about the Chargers and the Browns. Thirty to twenty eight winners in favor of Los Angeles over Cleveland in this game. Yeah, uh, you brought up uh, Austin Eckler not too long ago, and he had a hell of a game. This this Browns team, are they just if they can just tread water until Watson you know, gets back on the field. Are they going to be scary, scary? Because I think the Chargers are good, right? The Chargers aren't like pushovers. I don't think they're as good as we hoped they'd be before the season started, but they're a good team, and they were barely able to beat the Browns. I, I could see I could see this being a Browns team that when everything opens up and, you know, they're able to, you know, really really rub one out against the rest of the teams. Oh, I no. think it's going to be – what? We, well, oh, we should have said that during the Giants game. Is that what you wanted? Got you. You've seen that. Just video finish it. I, yes, I did. I said it to you. Come on. I said it to you. Yeah, you did. You watched it a lot first, though. Um, no, I, I think the I think the Browns are going to be scary at some point. If they can just if they can just keep their head above water long enough to have their full team together, because they've got so much talent top to bottom, and then you get a real quarterback in there and Watson, you could be up to something. If Cade York hits the field goal, they win the game. But the Chargers were the better team throughout most of that game. The problem is it's another dumb coaching decision. Every week we get just a glaring unbelievably dumb coaching decision brandon staley the chargers have the ball in i call it minus territory right not plus territory so the opposite side of the 50 you want to be on on fourth down with a two-point lead and rather than putting the football and making cleveland go the length of the field staley decides to go for it they don't get it cleveland sets up for the game-winning kick at home they miss Staley, I mean, this this is like the fifth, sixth, seventh time yeah. this guy in particular is going for it on fourth down where it's costing the Chargers games, and it almost cost him again. He got lucky that they missed the kick, or else he would have been roasted like Hackett and Harbaugh and everybody else, the coaches that have made really dumb decisions this year with well, fourth down. Well, and the worst part is we're led to believe that he's so smart. That's why he's making these dumb decisions. Oh, God. So, like, like that's that's what it is. That's where we're at with, with him. Yeah, no, he, he, uh, he, he is – He's his own worst enemy. He's his, definitely his own worst enemy. He, he strikes me as the guy who should be a coordinator and then let someone who actually has the ability to coach by their gut and make smart decisions actually be the head coach. There's a lot of players, a lot of not players, a lot of coaches who are making that step up from coordinator to head coach that really, really have no business doing it. There's nothing wrong with being an amazing defensive or offensive mind. There's nothing wrong with that. People get like, listen, make, make two million a year instead of six. And be happy. I like that idea. It's a lot of pounding. Thank you. 29-22, the final. Minnesota takes down Chicago in that North battle. Uh, I kind of already gave my take on this. The Vikings feel like the best team in this division now after the Packers' loss. It, I, Kirk Cousins will rear his ugly head at some point and make some really stupid throws. It's going to happen, which is going to happen at the worst possible time. However, when you get to play the Bears twice, you get to play a very disgruntled Packers team. Lions haven't quite figured it out yet. 
yeah, why not? Why not have them be a playoff team that that uh, that makes a little noise? Again, I expect Kirk Cousins to make a terrible decision at some point and cost them a major, major game. So, but hasn't happened in, in this game, and you're four and one. And here we go, Bears fans. You can make a really good case that that's, even though you've won games this season, you can make a case that's the best game you played all year and you lost, which is weird, but Bears, it's true. The, the Bears are bad. Like the Bears are very, very bad. They, they, I don't know what their identity is. Um, they feel like a rebuild, but like they're not quite a rebuild, but they feel like a rebuild. Yes. And it's hard, especially in that division of where to find the footing of what team are you going to be better than in a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. Weird spot in that franchise's history. The Patriots defeat the Lions 29 nothing. Early on, the Detroit defense wasn't even bad. They were, mm. dare I say, good. Mm. But New England gets a defensive touchdown early on and a hot take here. It's hard to win games in the NFL when you don't score points. Looks like LeVac just got burned by that one. Yeah. Um, no, uh, I just can't believe you said that. Uh, like, <laughs> I've got a little twitch. Can you see it? I got eyes twitching. Sometimes it obliterates people, the hot takes. <laughs> I, don't even know what I thought that I thought the Lions would be able to score a bunch of points against the Patriots. I think this is one of those situations where um, the manimal man Campbell, you're starting to see like, okay, he's getting there, but he's not quite there. And when you go up against one of the upper echelon, great head coaches in the league, like, like Darth hoodie, you get exposed. And that's, that's clearly what happened here is Zeppe and the, uh, and the <laughs> Patriots, just, I mean, just embarrass the Lions. I mean, just, I mean, this is just, this is ass whooping. This is bad. If this was, if this was any uglier, it would be one of the other shows on the Godzilla Media Network. Oh, it really, man. with the exception of of uh, Frozen Bourbon, Levac and Gaz. Well, that's it. Let's continue to call the show Zappe on this show. Zappe with the like the little accent yeah. mark over Zappé. the A. That's right. The accent thank you. Yeah, until we hear any different. This felt like Bill Belichick all week was like licking his chops. Like, oh, right. I get to coach against Dan Campbell, huh? Oh, and Jared Goff and an injured wide receiver. Wait, they don't have their starting running back either? Oh, Hawkinson thought he had a good game last week, huh? Belichick has made a career, a legendary career out of what is the best weapon the team against me has, I will focus the game plan on taking them out of the game. They focused in on Hawkinson, who was a non-factor. They forced Jared Goff to find another way to win, and Dan Campbell. That did not happen. New England, dominating think performance. Of, think, think about where the Patriots are right now, right? Uh, two and three. You're about to go to Cleveland. I would imagine that Belichick has some kind of familiarity with Jacoby Brissett. You're going to play the Bears at home. Then you're at the Jets. I, Jets look good, but that's going to be an interesting matchup. Culture in a free fall. Jets again. The Vikings are the next game that you're like, okay, that's a real opponent. And that's a that's a rookie head coach. And Darth Huddy eats rookie head coaches for breakfast. Let me give you this question though. Even though they're two and three, mm-hmm. even though they just beat Detroit, mm-hmm. if yeah, no, no, I won't even put that on there. Mm-hmm. Are they the fourth best team overall in the AFC East? Like right now, if you had to do a power ranking, you can factor in the records, you can factor however you want to do it. Will you still say right now, mid-October, New England's the fourth best team in that division? If they beat the Jets, they're the second best team in that division. Yeah. Miami played really, really well with Tua. Miami has shown that they're they're a better team than I thought they were. But I don't have any reason to believe that without Tua and 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 Zappe starting to fit into that that role. Like, like here's here's the weirdest thing about Belichick, Belichick team's offense, right? 
he's almost happier when he knows he's limited. Like he's almost happier when he can go, all right, Zappé, you know not to do the stupid things. As long as you don't cost me this game, we'll win this game. Or like, you know, he, Hoyer, he's like, oh, I feel bad for you. You've been that guy forever here. Go make some throw. Oh, no, interception and you're hurt. Okay, never mind. Like he's, I think he's he's built for this. So I would say that's like, obviously it's the Bills and then the other three can, you know, sword fight for it because I don't even know if football decides because I don't like each week they're a different team. I would say they are right now fourth. The thing I almost put on that was if two is healthy, but we can't play that game anymore can't. because we don't know. And they already played and Miami beat him pretty handedly. Like there was a 13 point game. And you could argue it should have been a three touchdown game, but we can't play the what if because now they have Zappe as their quarterback and the Dolphins have what they want. I would still say fourth. And you mentioned the jet game. We wait and see. They still got to play each other. I think the only, the only game I would be like, okay, I'm definitely betting against New England would be against Buffalo, especially in New England. I would pet, I would, I would take, I would take the Pats at home. What would be, what they, what, they'd probably be like minus two and a half for the Jets and minus, and they probably seven. Yeah. They, well, they probably, without two, they'd probably be minus seven for the, yeah. So I think I would take them as favorites at home. 39 32, the final score, Saints over Seahawks. My takeaway from this game is even though the Seahawks lost, I actually thought they won at one point because DK Metcalf <laughs> played well. Geno Smith continues to impress. Rashad Penny goes down with an injury, but the Seahawks team is so much better than most people gave them credit for. And you kind of think about how the Saints won. They got four touchdowns out of Taysom Hill. Somewhere, Sean Payton signing a love letter to Taysom Hill. (laughs) I told you you could do it. I love you, Coach Payton. When you see a guy like Taysom Hill score four touchdowns, do you think the team might have got smoked and said the Saints win because of that? Is that sustainable? Should people like look at Taysom Hill and be like, that's not a one-week fantasy fluke? This actually might have to be the way Saints wins football games this year. I don't know if he's always going to be a fantasy football play, but there's no reason for me to believe he's not going to be a real-world football play. Like, is he? Could you get seventy? to 85 yards out of him every game why not could you get one or two passes out of him every game that are completions why not like if you know how to use him you you've got yourself a weapon right there that people just can't seem to figure out it's like he's invisible or something it's like who's that old he was he was a byu guy right yes he was who's that old white dude who's a mormon who's never had caffeine like he's just like he just doesn't (laughs) Like nobody sees him, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's running down the field on you. For non-fantasy football managers and players, here's how you put this in perspective for Taysom Hill. Right now, if you're in a half-point PPR, so points per reception, he is the third-highest-ranked tight end, the 22nd-highest-ranked running back, even though he's not a running back, and the 25th-highest-ranked quarterback. Now, you can only play him at quarterback or tight end, but he's a top-25 player in three different positions. That's how successful Taysom Hill has been. Uh, can you imagine, imagine being like Dennis Allen or whoever on the, for the, the Saints? And it's like all this time we told we told Peyton he was out of his freaking mind that he wasn't he shouldn't be doing this. With <laughs> now he's saving our asses. This is great. Somewhere Tim Tebow's like, damn it, or well, darn it, I mean, for right. Tebow. Yeah, well, but, but Hill did the one thing Tebow never had the, the smarts to do. Hill accepted a different role. Mm-hmm. If Tebow accepted this kind of role, who knows where he'd be right now. 21-15, the final score. Tampa Bay defeats Atlanta. Uh, I don't think anything weird happened in this game. And we can just move on if we want. I don't think anything. I mean, yeah. It was a good win, right? You're, I mean, why are you roughing me? You're roughing me? You're roughing me right now? You're roughing me? You're roughing me? <laughs> uh, you're roughing the passer? Hey, listen, hey, 
he Brady has never lost to the Falcons, and the refs made sure it helped that happen. I started seeing the replay of that call, and I'm like, oh, hang on, hang on. Maybe from this end, <laughs> hang on, maybe they I 48 hours I've basically had to figure out like a really good take as a Buccaneer fan to defend this call and tell you why the referees thought this certain way. And I'm like, okay, the best I can have. Tony Kornheiser had this take, so I'll give him credit. And then if you don't like it, you can blame him. The throw by Grady Jarrett kind of looked like the throw that Tua suffered the injury on. That's not going to fly, right? No. Just, that's okay. That's the you, best shot I had to listen, try to defend best, it. It took the, me two days to think of something. The best answer was Brady's. Well, what did you think of the blah, blah, blah? I don't throw the flags. Did you politic for this? I don't throw the flags. Like you, you get, the same as with Carr, you know, against Chris Jones last night. Chris Jones should not have been called for roughing the passer. But what did we, I'm not giving it back. Like it happened. I'm going to take it if I'm a Raiders fan. Because by the way, it's even worse because Jones stripped the ball. <laughs> that should have been that should have been Chiefs ball. Um, now it, it is it is what it is. It's a bad call, but it it, it he still threw for 351 yards and you know, did Brady things. So, I mean, what are you going to do? As a Buccaneer fan, this hurts me to say it, but it's an honest, true answer. That call in that game is the most game-deciding call. So an actual one penalty decided game that was so bad since the Rams-Saints-NFC title game non-pass interference. Like, one single call is so obviously a call. That one is an obvious pass interference. This one is an obvious non-roughing the passer that it truly decided a game. And I feel for Falcons fans because, Why? look, could they have won the game? Sure. Could they have blown the game like the Falcons usually do? Of course they could have. But that single call decided the game. And as a Buccaneer fan, not on a poo-poo. Yeah, I mean, it, they wouldn't give it back either. Nope. It, it sucks. It's, it's, it's bad. But, you know, that, that's the kind of game, too, that if you're the Buccaneers, maybe just maybe you start to get your stuff together and play the level you're supposed to be playing at. Fat-ass Fournette got in the end zone. Uh, you know, Brady... Did Brady things? No, wait. And the Fournette's in shape now. Who? Leonard Fournette. Who? Larnard Fatnet. Yeah, there he is. Okay. Fat ass Fournette. I, I can say it. I'm fat. It's left. Titans, Commanders, Tennessee, Levac. You called this a yes. lock yes. in the history of the Levac Gasho. There, this might be the first time ever you called the Titans as a lock. Sure enough, it hits. Our guy Tom, the Titan fan, texted me at two thirty in the morning. Two thirty in the morning, congratulating you. On that pick, picking his that, Titans to win. Is that when he first woke up from his like fucking weed and Jameson induced coma? And he celebrated this thing. Is that what that Not was? Sure, but uh, this one feels like the Commanders have every reason to be pissed off about it. They got a chance at the end of the game to win. Carson Wentz is just nonsense at the goal line. They have multiple chances. Uh, Robinson, the running back, comes out to many men by fifty cent. One of the coolest moments of the year after getting shot. <laughs> so this should have been Washington's game. What a horrible franchise. And good good for Tennessee. But this one feels like more like shut the whole thing down in Washington. Sell the team. Start over. Get a new nickname. That feels like an organizational loss for Washington in this game. Just get rid of Snyder. Yes. Just get rid That's of Snyder. Stump well, him. And, and listen, two of the worst frigging quarterbacks ever, like as people, faced off in this game. Like, like evil one. You know what I mean? Like, it's just Carson Wentz is the guy who pretends he's reading the Bible instead of hanging out with his teammates. No one likes him. No one wants to talk to him. Ryan Tardahill is the guy who, like, hazes rookie corners if they have the nerve to pick him off in practice. Both scumbags. Uh, scumbag Tannehill's team played a little better than scumbag Wentz's. And that's all there is to it. 
Uh, yes. <laughs> 13 six the final. I'm not going to defend any of those guys. Right. I'm not taking the other right. side on that argument. Right. I can't state either one of them either. 13 six the final. Houston defeats Jacksonville. Uh, not the best game of the weekend. Maybe arguably the worst game of the entire NFL season. No, that was Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah Thursday. All right, Thursday yeah. one. Maybe this yeah. is somewhere two or three. Jacksonville for me. We got to go back to it. I know oh, I was Mr. Sucks. Trevor Lawrence, the greatest prospect of all time. Yeah. He sucks. He is terrible. They, they sucked in this Oh, game. my God. Everybody from top to bottom. And, and the thing is, like, so I was, I was pro, I've been pro Houston and pro Jacksonville all season. I thought in the matchup of, of them against each other, the home team a little farther along would get this win. But the, the fact of the matter is that Texans just, you know, sucked less and, and <laughs> you know and, yeah. and pierce the running back for houston is is legit like you like he was the it's so rare that there's that pre uh fantasy football draft guy who goes screaming up the boards that they're actually that good he could be really that good he could be he could be a legit nfl running back he could be the new arian foster Ooh, yeah i mean the stats so far have shown that he had one game earlier in the year where Rex Burkhead got more touchdowns than Pierce, but right now fourth in the NFL in rushing. I feel for fantasy football managers who have a bonus league. If you hit 100 where Pierce finished with 99 rushing yards and cost yeah. you that bonus in certain leagues. He's got 99 yards, but a bonus ain't one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Houston is finding ways to win if they yep. know what they're doing. Uh, you know, Stingley, I got to give him credit on the outside. Albany Empire connection, Firebirds. His dad played for the Firebirds. He's really good. That defensive secondary for Houston has played really well. That's a huge reason why they beat Jacksonville and slowed down Lawrence and company on offense. That AFC South, man, what a mess. Mm. Somebody has to win that division. And I know a while ago it had a few teams actually play in AFC title games. A lot of these teams were on the close spot of actually punching Super Bowl tickets, and some did. Uh, I still yeah, think Jacksonville. Happening. I still I picked them before the year. I, I, you know, battle of attrition. I think they'll be, I think they've got the, uh, they got the best coach. They got the, the I don't, don't give up on, on, uh, on sunshine just yet. 37, 15, the final score, the Niners defeat the Panthers. The story in this game, the Panthers now have a new head coach. Steve Wilkes will be the head coach. As Good Matt for Rule you, buddy. It's been canned. He's no longer there in Carolina. I like Wilkes getting a job because of the whole Cardinals thing. One year in and out. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would like to see him actually like coach this team up a little bit, get him across the finish line with some style, and maybe get a chance at this job. Um, Matt Rule just didn't care. You just I I don't think Matt Rule forgot how to coach. I just don't think he cared. And, and Baker Mayfield's terrible. Baker Mayfield's garbage. Um, you know, even now he's hurt. Whatever. He's he's not an NFL quarterback. He's he's been uh, appropriately used at times where you, it makes him look like he knows what he's doing. He doesn't. Uh, Will Brown, this is one for me, okay? <laughs> I won this one. Uh, Carolina's terrible. It yeah. is awful. The yep. whole thing, that now they owe Rule $45 million because of the contract and how it was set up. Good for Rule cashing out. He went from Baylor. By the way, he had a losing record at Baylor. He didn't even have a winning record at Baylor. I yeah, but the he Hart brought Biles. Baylor back from the death sentence, yep. basically. And he had Temple as well. It's a really hard program to win at. He got his money. He cashed out. He's waiting to take out Jimbo Fisher with a hitman at Texas A&M to get more money. Seriously, he might call him a fine bomb show. That's where he'll go next. And I know there's some clauses in his contract. He can't go to college for a certain time. Rule is not done coaching. His career is not over. No, he just has to get money back if he wants to. Like he'll, he'll, he, Auburn's going to fire what's his nuts, and then he's going right. to every gonna year. Be yeah. Somewhere Jason Goff's like another one. I don't even know yeah. who our coach is anymore. Yeah. Uh, and back to Carolina, you mentioned this for the Bills breakdown. If you are a Panther fan, 
Why not hit reset on everything? Well, Seriously, trade everybody. DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Brian Burns on defense is a pass rusher. Almost has that closer role in baseball. Everybody's looking for a pass rusher. Reset the whole thing. Go get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. So go get somebody in the draft and reset the whole franchise for Carolina. We still have Sam Darnold. Reset the whole franchise in Carolina and start from there. And you know, San Francisco, you win the game. Everybody was good enough. Garoppolo was good enough. Wilson is now getting a little bit more touches in the backfield. San Francisco was a lot better, and they showed that pretty quick in that game. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, it's 37-15, and it wasn't that close. A few more games here. We got three. The Cowboys defeat the Rams 22-10. Wow. to 10. Uh, Your reaction, kind of like mine, stunning that the Cowboys, double-digit winners in this one. And again, another one, start to finish. It felt like besides Cooper Cup's long touchdown, which was basically all on him, a three-yard in route, he took about 70 yards. A dominating performance on both sides of the football from Dallas. Well, I, more on the, the defense. Definitely more on the defensive side. I, sure. I almost feel like there was a moment where, like, Dan Quinn walked into Mike McCarthy's office and went, hey, Mike, how about you shut the hell up, stay out of my way, and I'll win this thing for us. You just let my defense play. Don't, don't do anything stupid on offense, and, and we'll be okay. And he went, well, I, I don't think. Yeah, that's right. You don't think. You shut up and get out of my way. Like, he, the defense is special. I picked them to be a Super Bowl team, and I thought I was out of it. Dan Quinn could get me, could get me in. You know, Quinn could get me in. Dan Quinn's defense dominating. I know it's harder for us to do it because we both trashed Mike McCarthy. He's doing fine. He's doing pretty good. Better than average, whatever way we want to describe the McCarthy coaching. I have to do this too about Cooper Rush. I will, I will own this. I've been trashing Daniel Jones about every single week about the Giants. Even when they won the game, minutes after, I'm trashing Daniel Jones. Yeah, which is weird. I am not allowed to give Cooper Rush credit and not Daniel Jones credit. Because Cooper Fair. Rush, I've accepted, is a worse version than Daniel Jones. Well, no, again, Cooper Rush is more like Zappé. Yes. He's doing what he's been asked to do. He's playing within himself. And that's one of the harder things to do as a quarterback. You want to play hero ball. You, your quarterback, you're supposed to be the guy who wins the game. With it, Cooper Rush and some of these other guys, that pay, they're being asked not to lose the game. And and there's something to be said for the ability to do that. So I, I like that. Daniel Jones is being asked to do a lot more than Cooper Rush is asked to do. He completed 10 passes the entire game. If you were a Cowboy fan and you're screaming that Cooper Rush is the answer at quarterback over Dak Prescott, you might have to look yourself in the mirror and you might have some different thoughts on things in life. I will take Dak Prescott as a Buccaneer fan in Tampa. If you don't want Dak Prescott, I will take him personally. I will pick him up from the airport and put him in Tampa Bay to run that offense forever. It is not Cooper Rush winning those games. Over Brady? It was. I think Brady is probably done. He probably would like to be done right now if he could. He looks very miserable on the field. It looks, looks like you eat something. Eagles 20, Cardinals 17. Another game that ends with an opportunity for a team to kick a game with a field goal that goes off. I know Justin Pugh, the former Giant, defended the kicker in the locker room about this. Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts had some really amazing plays and some terrible plays. This one feels more like Philadelphia played their worst game of the season and still found a way to win. Yeah, I can see that. Um, this is uh, this was also a lock. I got this one right. Uh, I'll take a little credit, a little victory lap. Is that four zero on the locks? No, no, because I lost the. Um, I had I had the Jags. Oh, I, had, I remember I had six. I had six. If I had just done four, I'd probably be four. I think I'm four and two. Um, no, I, I think the. Uh, I think I think you saw a motivated, talented Cardinals team that's not as talented as they need to be versus an Eagles team that thought they could sleepwalk through that game and they almost lost it because of it. Eagles, best team, the lone undefeated team in the NFL right now. If we did power rankings, Philly is my new number one. 
Okay. We can do that next if you want. Ooh, okay. Yeah, all right, all right. I have them. Nice. I, have I like them. that. In the final game, Bengals-Ravens, 1917. Mm, the final. Cincy gets a score late. It looks like Baltimore doesn't have a chance. Justin Tucker, the GOAT of kickers in NFL history, bangs one through, gives Baltimore the win. Justin Tucker, the MVP and everything else in this game, it felt like at the end. I know Cincinnati is known for their kicker and the swagger he has. That's Justin Tucker being an absolute weapon. Three sacks, five uh, QB hits for Baltimore. Not enough to uh, to cover, which is bull crap. But uh, hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do right there? I mean, but Baltimore, Baltimore, good. Do you want to walk back your Baltimore Super Bowl pick? No. All right, you should. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they should have beaten Buffalo, and Cincinnati's played in the Super Bowl last year, so I, I feel okay about Baltimore. If anything, I'd like to re rebet it. The number's different right now. I'm starting to feel really good about Buffalo-Dallas. I mean, that's starting to look like a pretty slick pick on my part, man. I don't know. Before we, get to, what, before we get to the power rankings, let's talk about Lily and David Fine. They're celebrating Ooh. their 10th anniversary this month, guys. November and December is on the way. The holiday season, maybe you're the fall anniversary, or some of you, maybe you're looking to pop the question this holiday season. Now's the month to stop into Lily and David Fine Jewelers and get up to 60% off. Check out the orange marked jewelry, yellow marked jewelry. Follow them on social media on Facebook to find out more about this. Over 600 pieces of jewelry on sale this month to celebrate Woo-hoo. 10 years of success at Lily and David Fine Jewelers, a family-owned and operated business, Route 50, the shops of Wilton. We know we have the success with them. There is the wedding band right there, my engagement ring, all the holiday gifts with jewelry and more, always going back to Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Shout out to Alyssa, David, and the entire crew. they got some really cool stuff on the way for the holiday season. Involving their family and more, if you want to, again, support a family-owned and operated business and you want to get a head start on the holiday season, or you just want to say congratulations on 10 successful years, Lily and David Fine Jewelers is the place for you. Route 50, the shops of Wilton. Check out over 600 pieces of jewelry on sale this month to celebrate 10 years. Lily and David Fine Jewelers, when you stop in, tell me you heard about Gaza's story, Levac's story, all that great stuff from right here on Levac and Gaza. You probably don't want to bring my story. You probably don't want to do my story more of a techie fire and water restoration disaster recovery story. You probably want to leave mine. <laughs> okay. My cautionary tale. Cautionary tale. Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll stay away from that. Oh, uh, you said you uh, have, uh, by the way, uh, Tom, we asked if he, what he, why he took so long. Nah, I was still pissed about the Mets Levac and it was rum. <laughs> okay. All right. That's all I needed to know why you were, I seen to know why it was two something. In the morning. That's all. Okay. All right. What do you want? You want to? Do? I was going to do power rings. I know we got a lot of a few baseball comments out there. We'll talk about the Mets. We'll talk about the Yankees. I think just curiosity is peak here for the power. You rankings. love the power oh, rankings. Everybody oh, always says Gaza's favorite oh. thing is the power rankings. Oh, you are going to, you are not going to be happy. All right, go ahead. So We're I said gonna... the Eagles are undefeated. They're the number one team. The Philadelphia Eagles should be the number one team in the NFL right now. They deserve that bragging right. The ESPN power rankings have the Philadelphia Eagles not. In first place. What? Not God, in I can't first place. Stand that stupid list. Not there. Uh, I guess I would say Buffalo. Buffalo. Not first. What? Buffalo not in first place. Uh, okay. <laughs> I guess my final guess would be the Chiefs. The Chiefs are in first place in the ESPN NFL power rankings. So you, you just moments ago, if you're catching us late here on our live side, on the video side, 
you had said that you'd believe Buffalo is going to beat Kansas City. Yes. I also, if someone forced me to make a pick right now on a Tuesday, I also felt very strongly about Buffalo because this goes back to the last few years. The Buffalo team is built to beat Kansas City, and if it's not for a coin toss, make a really good case. They should have beat them last year in the playoffs. I would have put in Buffalo over Kansas City. So I guess with that take, I can't put Phil. Philadelphia would be one. If you go Philly one, Buffalo two, Kansas City three. So I guess I have to re-rank it now. If Kansas City is one, yep. Philly should be two, Buffalo should be three in the stupid ranking. <laughs> is it Buffalo two, Philly three? Correct. Oh my! They God. left them in the places they were in last week. So what does Philly have to do to be the best team in the NFL? Because whoever wins between Kansas City and Buffalo is going to one. How about how about this? What did you see last night that would lead you to believe the Raiders should fall in the rankings? Oh, man. So Jacobs is right now statistically a top 10 running back. Uh, Devontae Adams, whether or not, depending on what angle you saw that push of the camera, guys, top six to eight wide receiver. Car's fine. Uh, Max Crosby. Oh, my God. Is he? he, Mad Max. If they had a better. My dog. If they had a better record right now, he'd be talked about as the defensive player of the year, and he still might win, and he's playing that well. Uh, I guess being one and four. Yeah, the, the effort it, last night for the Raiders should not put them. They dropped from 22nd to 26th. Oh, yeah, that's poop. Uh, I guess the rest of the top five would look like this. So if it's Kansas City one, Buffalo two, Philly three, Tampa is still winning. Uh, boy, Dallas has got to be up there now too. I would go with Tampa at four. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I must. Uh, please tell me I missed them. Hold on, I, I must have missed them when I. All right, I, I, I would say down. I would say my two guesses would be Tampa at four and Green Bay at five. Those would be my top five. Green right Bay there. is sitting at eighth, down from four. Tampa <laughs> is ninth, down from eighth. They both Ta- fell. Tampa should have lost. Green Bay did lose. Okay, so who's ahead of them now? Uh, boy, is Dallas as high as four now? Dallas is five. Okay. What big team am I missing? Cincinnati won, but they've lost a few games this season. Miami looked pretty bad. Uh, the South has been a mess. Who am I missing? Uh, I, is San Francisco at four? San Francisco is not at four. They're at six. I'll give you, wow. you, want, you want a clue? Yeah, give me a clue. It's a here. team that you think is going to win their division. Baltimore. Baltimore, I believe it's seven. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings? Correct. You are correct. Wow. All right. So I ripped through the top 10 there pretty fast. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not their best not their best showing. Uh, yeah, they got the, uh, the Chargers at, at 10. How about a little love for the uh, New York football Giants? Jumping from 14 to 11. It's good, a pretty fair good, spot. Good yeah. for them. Look at this. They, they, they just careen towards that, uh, that top 10. They're going to get in there. I can feel it. And uh, a, um, the Jets maybe oh boy, who would win between the Jets and the Raiders right now? I'd probably still take the Raiders, but the Jets now have three victories. Uh, I would put the Jets at like 22. They were at 23 last week. They are at 16 this week. Big game. Bob Sala getting some respect and some love <laughs> from the voters. Yeah, this this power. This might be the worst power rankings we've ever seen. The worst team is still the. Oh, the Texans got their first win though. Are they still the worst team? I would say Houston's still the worst team. Uh, is Houston the worst? Did Carolina catch them backwards? Is it Carolina or Houston? Carolina, actually, Houston has jumped all the way up to twenty eighth. Wow. So Carolina's at thirty two and thirty one's Washington, maybe. Correct. All right. 
Then it's the Detroit Rock City Lions. Yeah. And the Pittsburgh Steelers at 29. You know, that bottom's pretty good in the sense of the power rankings didn't screw that part up. That top's a mess. That whole thing's a mess. I don't like Ugh, any of it right now. Good. I don't like it. Not one little bit. Uh, listen, uh, I do like a little uh, little playoff baseball as we uh, we do have to say goodbye to the Mets. Uh, what a Failure of a season now? For the Mets? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that hurts too. A lot of winning 100 games and not getting there as deep as you want to a World Series championship and having all that stuff happen leading up to it. I'm talking about the Braves series and the Padres series because that's the problem, this whole thing. Like, I tried making excuses or giving the Met fans outs like, hey, it could have been worse. Like, you could have (laughs) lost in one game. Hey, it could have been worse. You could have – you had every chance to do better. You know, (laughs) just do better. Just do better. Just be better. You had the opportunity to win the division with Atlanta in front of you. You didn't get the job done. You had the opportunity to beat San Diego. You were the best team in that. You didn't get the job done. San Diego's pitching was better. San Diego's offense is better. Atlanta, the same thing. The pitching was better than New York's pitching, and their offense stepped up. It's not like it was one game deciding the season or a huge injury. Or New York had every single chance to have a deeper season, a deeper run, and every time they stepped to the plate, I guess here, pun intended, they didn't step up when they needed to. And I don't want to hear about the weird, greasy ear from last night. It was weird. It was a weird ear. Um, but, hey, it is what it is. It's done. And uh, it's it's over for the Mets. Yankees started this evening. That's it. You don't want to give anything else about the Mets. You don't no, want to pile on them care. right now. I just don't care. I, I mean, it's, let me let me tell you the same story that we've been telling for the last however many hundred years. The uh, Mets, uh, not that good. Little brothers. You know how many times you you know you only take a shot at your little brother so many times. You know. How many times are you going to break hearts and us not to realize it's going to happen again? <laughs> you kind of yeah. sound like a Met fan here. Like, what more do you I mean, want me to what, say? I've been there what, and done that. Yeah, that's what I've heard from most Met fans. Like, and I'm not even trying to be a jerk because obviously I wanted them in. I, I won. Uh, I won a bet. I, I forgot I even placed that both the Mets and the Yankees would win over 91 games. Um, and then I had one for them both to be in a Subway Series. So I'm a little sad that I lost that bet. Is really so. I feel like if all Mets fans. Just go ahead and Venmo at Jeff Dash <laughs> Like probably I probably would have won like two grand on that. You know, if everybody sends me like five to ten dollars, I think we could uh we could go ahead and make this right. I think is the way to go. Your Venmo will stay open whenever you listen to this, yeah. whether it's on a Thursday or Friday. We have to remind you with the three live shows this week. Just continue. At Jeff Dash Levac. Put it in Venmo. the ticker below if you want. Five to, to ten dollars. You know, many hands make light work. And uh, you know, I'm not looking for somebody to give up, you know, like you know, four home runs or something, you know. I'm not looking for that, Max Scherzer. Um, so you know, a little help, a little help. Yankees tonight. Um, we actually playoff baseball already underway today. At the time of this taping, um, Philly upset Atlanta seven six to take a one game lead. Oh man, when that Philly offense is going, wow. Castellanos. I know everyone loves that viral clip of Tom Brenneman. Years ago, the weird <laughs> apology, and it almost feels like his career is overshadowed by I never that. remember his name. I never remember <laughs> Brennerman's name. It's, it's just, Tom, too, with an H. Yeah. So T-H-O-M. Thom, 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 thom. Bryce Harper, of course. You know, like the names. Philadelphia, a few off-seasons ago, them and San Diego stanked that lineup. And when they're on, man, and the New York connection, of course, that team's far better without Joe Girardi as their manager. Ow, well, it's just true. They were a better team without him. You're just being mean, though. You, just didn't, you, don't have to, you don't have to be mean. So Philly wins that game. Let's talk about the Yankees. Let, well, hold on. Okay, you, sure. They're, at this time, yeah. Seattle up 6-3 over Houston. 
Whoa. So, so you know, I'm just saying how nice would it be as a, as, a, as a Yankee fan if somehow you're able to get to that round and it's not the Astros waiting for you. Boy, that's a better matchup with Seattle. Ooh. Seattle's playing off that momentum from that comeback against Toronto. Ooh. They're hot in game one. They don't have uh, electronic devices and garbage cans. Oh, Someone so check on Brady Farkas, the biggest Mariner fan yeah. we know. Is he okay right Who? now? Can he Never handle this? Never heard of him. Good for Seattle, man. Why well, would not? Yeah, hopefully, they hold on that. to it, get that one game lead. That'd be great. All right, Yankees tonight. We've got taking on the Cleveland ugh, Guardians. It. Yes, very good. Whoa, Guardians. You and Andy Kelcher from Mohawk Chevrolet have a bet. Yeah, uh, one million dollars. He wanted. I said. <laughs> I said. Uh, I said. I said. I want to wish your team luck, but I wouldn't mean it. Screw them. Uh, we should do a bet. I go something small that we can both afford to pay off. He said one million dollars. I said it might take me a little time to raise that money. But I'm not out. <laughs> so. All right. So that deal's out there. So, uh, so we'll be here when we start talking about Levac Chevrolet. <laughs> the postseason roster for the Yankees, at least the ALDS, and likely more series to come, will not feature our oldest Chapman, who's been told to stay in Florida. It will not feature DJ LeMayhew, who was talked about and should have been maybe the MVP a few seasons he ago. He his toe. Yep. Tim LaCastro, the speedster from Auburn, New York. Ithaca, the pride D3, is in the lineup. He's going to run around and steal bases. The lineup's good. You know, Garrett Cole's got the opportunity. All these players that have been signed by the Yankees, these are the moments. As for Cleveland, they are not supposed to be here. It's supposed to be the White Sox, but Tony La Russa was too busy falling asleep in the dugout, and the Twins have just kind of sucked, and New York's beat up on them in the postseason. This feels like. And I asked you this last week, and I still feel confident about this. This feels like one of the best matchups the Yankees have drawn in the postseason in at least the last five years when it comes to better pitching, more power, more speed on the base pass. It's hard for me to find where Cleveland might even have an advantage in this series. I could say the seventh, eighth, and ninth arms, but you got to get there before we find out if those are good. Garrett Cole, uh, what is he? Two, I think he's two and zero against Cleveland this year with like fifteen Ks. So I, I think uh, it, it sets it sets up nicely. It does, it does. But uh, that's why you play the game. Got to play the game now. They got to play the game. They got to go out there. They got to get it done. I, I might have to um, I might have to grab the old uh, old transistor radio, go out back. Ooh, I might have to fire up a cigar for this one just to you know because that was that was that was the ritual that's always served the Yankees well. Um, as as many know, I was supposed to be in Columbus this week. It didn't didn't pan out for a couple reasons, and uh, so now I'm home. I think I gotta go perch up where you know, glass of bourbon or something, and puff on a puff on a stove. You know, I've wanted to for years to have a night like this. I am mid potty training. Tonight is definitely not the night I will join you. Thursday will yeah, be once other... you learn how to use a bathroom, you can come over again. Thursday, you and I will be watching the game together under the orange roof, six to seven thirty, game two of this series. Uh, and then potentially we'll see where that series stands at that point. How do you feel confidence-wise, though? Like, Yankee fan, I know I made a bold statement that this is one of the easiest matchups the Yankees have had in the postseason in at least the last five years. Are you as confident in this series as it feels like I am about the Bronx Bombers in it? I, I am, and I'm not. Because, again, this is the Yankees team this year that when, they, when they're playing Yankee baseball, when they go out and everybody you know, is working the count, getting on base, judges hitting home runs, doing all the things he's doing, they're pretty much unbeatable, but then they're also the same team that when they go out there and, you know, no, no, no hitting with runners in scoring position, Garrett Cole's yelling at himself by the second inning, giving up a couple runs. 
uh, getting into the bullpen too early that they they can they can tend to fall apart. I, f- I do feel good. I think the Yankees get this done. I think Cleveland's just happy to be there. And uh, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of uh, of fans right now that are pissed off. It's not the Indians. I think there's a lot of Cleveland fans who are willing to ignore this whole this terrible looking Guardians logo for most of the season. And now that they're beloved, the tribe is in the is in the playoffs. I think they're pissed off that they have to see this this this, this winged G on the friggin' ball. It's just a terrible logo. I mean, it's gross. It it's really definitely is. not. It's definitely not the smiling Indian of the past. And that was a wild finish they had in 15 innings against the Rays. Thank goodness they eliminated them with that Gonzalez home run. One nothing final. I want to call it Jacobs Field, but that's like a 30-year-old reference. Whatever it's called out there now in Cleveland. I'm sure it's got a really cool name. Uh also Yankee fan. I know he's like there was rumors he was going to retire and then it, like he came back and he's still Tito Francona is still in the dugout for Cleveland. He is. I thought he was going to retire during 2020. I actually just, I will fully admit, I double checked to make sure he was still the manager because that that rumor was almost a report that because of health problems, he was going to step away. He is still the manager. So there's that old connection there between the Red Sox and the Yankees from the early 2000s. And And today's the day, right? The anniversary of the Don Zimmer throw. Is it really? That is. Oh, sweet. 19 years ago today, Pedro threw Don Zimmer. I'll hate, I'll hate Pedro forever over that. I would su- sweet baby angel Don Zimmer. I would suggest if people haven't seen that clip in a long time, don't ago, do it. Go rewatch it because listen to Tim McCarver lose his mind. Well, because he's right. Tim McCarver two times he was right when that that a hole Deion Sanders kept throwing water on him, and when that sweet baby angel Don Zimmer was assaulted, assaulted by by Pedro. I definitely looked up the Dion thing after that, too. I'm like, I wonder if they ever, like, talked about it or apologized. Oh, they hate each other. Yeah, besides the 30 for 30 where Dion talks about it, McCarver really publicly is never mentioned to that. It's another thing. Dion's a, Dion's a douche. I'm sorry. Everybody should know that. Do you see him. the issue with him and Eddie Robinson Jr. after their game? No. Eddie Robinson Jr. coaches, I want to say it's Alabama A&M, and Dion was talking smack the whole game. He was throwing the ball up 12, and – you know, he went for the 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 dap bro hug and he ripped it away and then he just Ugh. basically roasted Dion in the post game press conference. It went viral on Saturday. It's one of the biggest punked him like videos. my mother did once. That's what that's what happened right there. Uh, on the other side of it, so the Yankees get the Guardians. You mentioned Seattle being on top, Philadelphia winning that. San Diego takes down the Mets in their series. It feels like the Dodgers are going to dominate San Diego because they have time. It felt like the Mets were going to dodge it, uh, dominate uh, San Diego. That's so. true. I would say right now because I had Mets Blue Jays preseason and you know I'm very stubborn with my picks. You can't pick the Mets anymore I or the Blue Jays. Can't pick either team. No, they're not going to work. I would say this is lining up okay. for a Yankees Dodgers World Series. That that would be phenomenal. I think it's lining up for a Yankees Braves World Series, which you had preseason. Yes. Yeah, so there you go. So are you going to still do mine? Mine still works. <laughs> DraftKings promo code five one eight. You can still invest in Levac's preseason pick. Hopefully, you still got your future ticket rolling somewhere. Yeah, of, I got a bunch of tickets places, and I've I went in. Um, so when I bought the new truck, I took everything from the old truck and I just put it in a bin because I had to empty it quick. I didn't know I was buying a truck. And um, I went through that bin the other day and I bought a bunch of tickets over to Rivers. I had like $137 and change in tickets that just, Whoa. I just never cashed. Found a couple more tickets later on the house the other day. I'm like, I'm not saying I got a problem. I'm just saying like, I'm not <laughs> like, like I, I wager responsibly. These are all like five, 10, 25, $50 tickets. Nothing, you know, I'm not breaking the bank or nothing. I just, the, the irresponsibility comes when I lose them. I just, I'll put this here so I don't forget where it is. And it's like, I like 
got a new fridge, so everything was on the fridges in a drawer. You know, all the magnets. I'm like, oh, they put these back on the fridge now. And like, oh, what is this ticket for? Oh, cool. The Rams, another Rams win the Super Bowl. Okay, let me go cash that thing. That was, that's great. <laughs> that's better than find it in your pocket, just random money laying yeah. around your house. I like that. Sweet that's, deal. I mean, it's my. I don't have to go anywhere for that. Um, yeah, no, I, I I feel good. I feel good about the Yanks. I think the Yanks are going to get it done tonight. I like that. I'm very excited about it. Um, I I'm hoping there's no roughing the passer calls or anything like that tonight. <laughs> that, that'd be great. Um, that's 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 where I stand right now. You ready for some Q and A to end the day? I mean, we can kind of. You'd never ask. Yeah, we have some interesting layouts here. Some of the topics we might have missed today already. We can get to tomorrow uh, Thursday. If anyone you're listening, I, I, yeah, Thursday. Stop it. Thursday, I will be drunk. <laughs> I'm serious. I may not go to work on Friday. <laughs> what is Friday this week? What do I have to do? Is there anything I have to do? I don't. I don't know your schedule anymore. Like I, I think I'm to. in charge. Like I think I have like I'm my own boss now, so uh, I can do what I want. A nice hi, hello, hey Jeff from a guy named Christian. Hi, hi, Christian. There you are. Our boy Tommy. Tommy boy gets him in early. He knows yeah, how to do q He knows what's up. Guys, what are your thoughts on Matt Rule being the first coach fired in the NFL? Um, can I can he be fired again? I think is the only thing. Like, here's the deal. It, it was gonna be him or McCarthy and the and Dallas is winning. So so it's not gonna be him. Rule I actually said on the show live from the hideaway on Sunday that I thought he might get fired this week. Yes, he did. So there you go. So that's how I feel about it. I feel um, I feel smart, Tommy Gross. I feel like, you know, you're just one of these days you're going to admit that I'm the reason you love the Empire, and now you're a Lions fan, I think, is the next thing we're going to see. We can't say it's more surprising than Hackett, right? Hackett's just his tenure is so it's much shorter. It's yeah, too new. yeah. Like, but I wouldn't be shocked if Hackett gets clipped in the offseason. He could get a little Wilkes action. It's so bad. It's so bad when he's ever mad. Buddy Hackett, so and now and now they're inventing a, a Russell Wilson injury to to justify how freaking terrible he is. Sad. Man. You know what? Quick pause on Q and A of the day. Let's talk about that Russell Wilson injury. Yes. Holy hell! Who is Russell Wilson's agent? I, it has to be something with Sierra, right? Like because yeah. he, because Sierra's now his wife, and Sierra's got the Hollywood side of it. There's always this push from Russell Wilson and. Kyle Brandt from the NFL Network had this take that Russell Wilson has turned into one of the most least authentic athletes because of when he got with Sierra. Like, you can tell he's a dork. Right. You can tell he's, like, not trying to get with, like, the Hollywood stuff and, like, the, the huge personality people. But because his wife does that, he has to act like that's him. Like, he has to do, like, these weird Mr. Unlimited videos and the weird-ass TikToks and everything else. Who put out the? Oh, and by the way, why did he get traded to Seattle? Well, but I called him. A, I called him a robot. How many years ago? Yeah, and now all of a sudden he's Mister Cool. Like nobody buys it. It's just not yeah. a. And then that report of like, oh, okay, let's get out there. Let's cover Russell, right? Like, let's yeah. let people. And from what I saw, and maybe you saw it differently, that report did not come from Denver. That was a national outlet that had reported that before yeah. the local outlet because yeah, whoever her PR team is, exactly right. And that makes a huge difference because the the. Regional guys are on the, the beat. Like, they'll know if Russell Wilson's sitting out of practice. Dude. Just he so goes, lame. He goes into that one house. What do you, for our audio audience, take there's us through a, what you're watching here. There's a gentleman who's walked by Techies Fire and Water Restoration with flowers. I don't think he's going to the one house. Okay. He's got flowers and, a, like, a two-liter Coke. He's got a romantic evening of gas station flowers and two liters of Coca-Cola. There's a lucky lady around the corner from this place, my friend. A lucky. People say romance is dead. And then I see a $5.99 bouquet of freaking Cumberland Farm flowers <laughs> and a big old, a big gulp of Coca-Cola go by. And I go, you know what? You know what? You done good, Cupid. You done good. 
Way to get out there and keep it going. Love is alive. That guy's got his best good flannel on. Oh, I don't get this one. You might have to help me explain this one. Ryan writes in, the New York Jets gave up over 100 yards rushing to compensate for limiting Hill and Waddle. It's a good trade-off. Because I made the comment that like they weren't perfect. They did give up a bunch of yards on the ground. So he's like, well, they stopped the wide receivers because Mostert had over 100 yards rushing. Yeah, but a, a third-string quarterback was thrown to him. You know, Right, like, right. But it's, again, you expect Ryan McCarthy to make sense. Okay, all right. That I mean, helps me more. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you've met Ryan. That makes more sense. Yeah. I think I did like I was talking about the you know gas station flowers and a two liter soda, and he's like, It's a good date. It's a good date right there. Makes sense. Yeah, put that together with a six pack of donuts. You got a seven course meal. That's a that's romantic. I got a lot of Met comments on here. Mr. Amazing Allen wrote in guys, I don't want to talk about the Mets. It's fair. I mean, it's fair. Why would you? Right, right now, like I, I you know, we took the only reason I took shots at Mets fans is God's made me. Uh, Mets fans have been through a lot. And I have always liked Mets, like, as somebody to lose the Yankees in the World Series. But that means I want you to beat everybody else. But, like, Mets fan is a very, they're a fragile, delicate little flower right now. And they need to be let, leave them, let them have some time. Let them have a little time. Patrick V, welcome to the show, Patrick. I always like when new people hop in on the show. Patrick V wrote in, Zach Britton, question mark, after I ripped Buck Showalter on Twitter. That's right, yeah, Patrick. Yeah, you get on this yeah. bandwagon, and you rip Buck Showalter <laughs> with me. He was very confused by my tweet. I had to explain it to him, but I'm glad you now get my stupid Buck Showalter, Zach Britton, I, 2016, six-year-old joke. I kind of understand why Zach Britton wanted to stay in the, uh, in, in the bullpen. He was afraid he was going to get, you know, knuckle love out of uh, Buck Showalter like he did to, to Grom. <laughs> Grom's like, I got, you know, you got lowercase D in your name. Now you got uppercase pinky. But <laughs> Mike Lindsley wrote into the show. He sent oh, a crying God. horse emoji with what might be a unicorn. Have you seen this? I'm going to flash it. Yeah. At Tom Goss, T-O-M-G, it was what easy. What was that in Twitter. response to? That was also in response to the Mets discussion. In our show, more so about so the like you can Buck make Showalter, you Zach can make thing. like yourself, you can make like a face that'll talk in um in your text messages, uh if 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 you want. So apparently he made his a a unicorn, a unicorn. Oh yeah, so like oh so that's a bitmoji I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, okay. so it's a meme emoji. Oh, I'm sorry, it's a meme emoji. Um, I I used to have one because my daughter made it for me, and I was like, you know what? It's not terrible. It's kind of close. And uh, I don't. I have a new phone, so I don't have it anymore. But that's apparently, apparently, um, that individual you're speaking of is a pretty unicorn at heart. Oh, that's that's what's that going makes on. less sense. You know, or more, or more. He does drink his weight in like lemon lining kugel. So <laughs> he actually drinks my weight in lemon lining kugel. So that's a whole other animal. It's a very specific. Drake. Hey, our guy Brandon Cisse wrote into the show. What up, Cisse? Hashtag hella scummy. That's my guy. Flex emoji uh, 100 champion. Talking about uh, this past weekend, which we, I don't think we got a chance to talk wrestling. about that on Sunday. The impact yeah. stuff, man. It was a lot of fun. It's uh it, it was it was I had to I had to um I had to kill D Scott. Uh I had to <laughs> Matt, Matt, I had to is. give him the uh I had to give him the clothesline from hell. You know, I did. Uh <laughs> but he he knew he deserved it and he's okay with it. And um and, his, and his, his beautiful wife was okay with it as well. She understood that he had to die. He tried to steal the trophy. And um, I was only out for a little bit. So I was like, what I did what I did over the last like week is when I was given um, a day pass, if you will, which is usually a couple hours, and allowed to go out, I would go out, and then I would do stuff. So I went and I helped out with that, and then I saw him try to take it, and uh, I had to... 
I had, to, I had to show him the error of his ways. Of all the 94 colony guys, you, Mike Corda, Bobby Fish, who I've never spoken to before. I feel like yeah. I have a good understanding of you three. Obviously, you you and I spent far more time together than the other two. But I feel like I got a decent understanding of Mike as someone. I feel, a dickhead. I feel like I've got a good understanding Mike's of Bobby Fish, even though I haven't talked to him. I think I got a good feel on him. Also a dick. D. Scott is I, I fascinated by that individual. D. Scott's a different kind of bird. I he can't is. get enough good of him. Good dude. Good dude. Super talented, I think, on the radio. I don't well, know. Okay. Someone say second most talented from that class. <laughs> okay. On the radio. okay, fair enough. Charlie Tweeter, Jersey. I just... He, he's a former getting there with guys guests and like you and you and i talked about this before i feel like there's more to dive into with both of you i feel like he, he I might have I, left some meat on the bone on both i don't those think interviews. he and i have had an argument since like 10th grade but we almost got into it at impact for real even though no, that, like, yeah because so i used to work for the edge yes 1035 1039 the edge um he was on 104.9 the edge which was like a fake cheap like, you know, what is it? Is it Hydrox? Is that the cookie that's like almost like Oreo? I didn't think that even existed. That yeah, hasn't existed yeah. for like so, a decade, even before so, I came to Albany. Okay. So what, what, what happened is the powers that be, when Howard Stern left the airways, said we need to redo the whole thing. And that's when Q103 was born instead of The Edge because they were afraid that people would miss Howard and whatever. Well, once they let the uh, naming rights drop, another company grabbed it and threw it on, a, on another station and D was on there for a little bit, but that's not what D's known for. D's known for, you know, Kiss and Fly and all the, all the great work he's done, not being on that crappy-ass station. <laughs> um, so, like, I always, I always like, to, I like to tell people, I was like, I was like there was one edge. It was, it was Stern in the morning. It was Morozik in the afternoon. Like, I was part of the evening. Like, Mike the Enforcer did evenings. There was different people on the evening. I was on the real edge. I was on the real edge. Uh, he was on a fake one, so like I, it would be like if 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 Superman went, I need to go do something. I'll be back, but it'll be a while. And while he was gone, Aquaman said, "I'm going to stop talking to fish and be Superman." And <laughs> you're not. You're wearing an S, but you're not Superman. Like that's what it was. Okay, all right. That's, but that now they made Aquaman kind of cool with Jason Momoa. So it's like it's like if um if it, that little monkey that used to hang out with the Wonder Twins. There was a little monkey that would carry the bucket of water when the Wonder Twins would be like, not even the Wonder Twins. I think it was like, it was like, like, like Zink or Zoink or some shit. And then like it, it, that monkey put on the Superman suit, that would be the fake edge. So I'm assuming this beef with you two was about what was the real edge and what wasn't. No, he was, he was just like, hey, that was a good station. Oh, and okay. I was on it. And I went, no, 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 no. You were on it, which made it almost bearable for a hot second. But you're you're not known for it. Okay. I there was a you. person there that was like known for being on the fake edge. And when they saw me, they put their head down and walked away. Do you want to say that person's name? Or are they still in the market? I don't want to say that person's name because okay. he's, he's a flaming bag of shit. Oh. Like he's one of the worst human beings alive. Ooh. Like in, in all sincerity, um, I just he begged me for jobs all the time. I would never give him one because he sucked. He was a bad person. Just not even untalented. He was that too, but he was just a bad, bad person bad person as a matter of fact uh he and, and somebody he worked for actually had to go to court over um over a, a poor girl taking her own life for Ooh, shit that, they said on the air oh all right that's enough clues no I they got. went on the, they went the court. i didn't say whether it was guilty or not oh, okay. was, you know that's that's for that's, me i figured that out now who that was yeah so like i hate that person to and 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 so seeing that one is when i was i was reminded what a piece of shit that station was and then he was like i was on that station and i was like yeah you were 
I've also stepped in dog shit. That person is dog shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a different, it's a different thing. This went in a far different direction. I thought it would, it but did, I'm okay didn't with it. it. <laughs> didn't it? But no, but then D and I were I'm okay because okay I was like, D, you're like really talented at a lot of things, and, and just that. I'm gonna choke you out for trying to get the trophy, yeah. and then yeah, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that other that other station was crap, hot garbage. And everybody who was on that station, with the exception of D, always tried to get me to hire them to come to Q, because I was running Q at that time. And, All right. and it was, and even though Q was legitimately poorly run right before I took it over and I wasn't allowed to do what I wanted to do with it, it was still better than the fake, fake edge. When I think about it, I think of like fake diesel and fake razor Ramon. Your analogy yeah. is fine, but yeah. I just, in my head, um, it kind of thinks like that. But like fake razor, because fake diesel ends up being decent. Dang. Yeah, right. Isaac Yankum. Um, so like, yeah, fake razor where you never see that doughy fat fucker again. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> who was he? Who was the fake razor? I don't know. I, right? just, I just did not think this he's probably like small follow-up was going to start like this. the overnight manager at like a freaking waffle house, you know, in, in, in Barbados or some, some nonsense. He's not like, you know what I mean? Like, I know not... you want to swear there again. Do you want to read, <laughs> say some shit? Is that what you're about to say? No, okay, no. I was okay. trying to think of a place he could be that wouldn't get me in trouble. Okay. You know, uh, you and I, I would, yeah, if oh, I get no. cancer, canceled over cancer, if I get cancer, people fine, whatever it's happening. I mean, genetically speaking, I'm probably on my way. Family all had it. It's pretty dark. Yeah. Well, you know, get, Hey man, get tested. It's October. Um, yeah, if I get canceled over, over telling people what a piece of shit that station and that person were, I'm okay with that. I can, I can go good. I can go, I can go softly into that good night. Hopefully you won't be canceled by Thursday when we'll be broadcasting live for game two of the LDS. I'm sober for this show. Wolf Road, just down the street here from Imagine Peggy, what I'm going to say then when I'm bombed. 6 to 7.30. Call your Ubers now. That'll be a long fun Gaz night, though. driving me. You have any advice before we go into our Thursday show? Yeah, if you work on it, like, if you work someplace that, like, pretends it's cool, but it's not cool, just, like, forget it when it's gone because it's not, it wasn't cool. It just wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, if they, if, if, like, and if you're a piece of shit, a person, just pull your bottom lip over your head and swallow. 